सहनावतु सहनौ भुनक्तु सह वीर्यंकवाहै तेजस्वीनावधीतमस्तु मेत्षावहै ओ शाशाशाति गुरुर्ब्रह्मा गुरुर्विष्णु गुरुर्देव महेश्वर परम ब्रह्मा तस्म श्रीगुरव नम तस्म श्रीगुरव नम सो टुडे यू विल सी मी कॉफिंग मे बी स्नीजिंग sniffling around so 
don't mind the interruptions <clears throat> the shanti mantra if you can take the page out Om Apyayantu Mamangani Vak Pranas Chakshuhu Shrotramatho What's the page number? 49 everybody a third sentence still searching for it. Yeah. Shrotra matho Balamindriyani cha sarvani Sarvam Brahma Upanishadam Maham Brahma Nirakuryam Mama Brahmanirakarot Anirakaranam Astu Anirakaranam Mestu Tadatmani Nirate Ya Upanishad Sudharmaha Te Mai Santu Te Mai Santu Om Shanti 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 <clears throat> the Shanti Mantras are as universal as you can get it. They are never focused on trying to find peace for a certain religious belief or to a certain category of classification that we can create, but it is for entire humanity, entire cosmos entire creation and that's how broad perspective that the rishis have always been they never say that sarve sham swastir bhavatu they could have said sarve hindavaha swastir bhavatu meaning only hindus may they be happy May they find auspiciousness. Whoever is distracted, whoever is agitated, may they find peace. <coughs> and in their universality, they're very pragmatic too. We can provide that sense of peace and stability only when I find that peace within. 
without me having that stability and peace, I cannot be a contributor of that peace outside. Instead, I behave and act as individual pieces creating disturbance if I don't find it in myself. Therefore, the Shanti Mantra was very clear, very upfront. To find that peace, one needs to have able body, sound mind, and a logical intellect. Like I have been coughing my lungs out for the past three, four days. And if somebody were to say, find satisfaction in where you are, I said, heck no. I have to get to a better stage and from there on find that stability. So a sound body, a healthy body, a sound mind, which is not swayed by our own internal or external things that can manipulate us. And then a, an intellect which is firmly grounded in logical approach. Nothing whimsical, practical based on logical approach. <clears throat> and with that kind of a mindset, with that kind of an equipment prepared, may my Shraddha, faith, belief and trust in the scriptures, may they lead me unto a better understanding. May that understanding never leave me. What an awesome prayer to start with. Now this particular Upanishad, which comes in Talvakar Shakha, it starts with as a dialogue between Guru and a Sishya. Which Guru, which Sishya is not specified. Because the content matters. The containers doesn't matter. Who is having a dialogue? There's not a big criteria here. What was the dialogue? What was that questions asked? And the first statement of the question starts with Kene Shitam. It starts with the word Kena. So when people refer to this Upanishad, they have started referring to it as that Upanishad which starts with Kena. Therefore, the Upanishad became Kena Upanishad. Kena Upanishad. <coughs> Kena means by whom? So it is not a question there in the Upanishad itself as a title. Kena Upanishad. By whom is this Upanishad? No, that is not the question there. That Upanishad which starts with the word Kena. Therefore, Kena Upanishad. So without much wasting into the introduction, let us get into the main Upanishad. Om Kene Shitam Patate Preshitam Manaha Om Kene Shitam Patate Preshitam Manaha 
प्राण प्रथम प्रैतियुक्त प्राण प्रथम प्रैतियुक्त चक्षुश्रोत्र कौ दुनक्ति दि स्टूडेंट हु come to the guru or the master seems to have done lot of reflection seems to have been in a very contemplative hemisphere these questions are not asked on a whimsical pattern uh, somebody you saw in a ochre robe चलो पूछ लेते हैं क्वेश्चन समटाइम्स इट हैपेंस व्हेन आई एम एट समबडीज हाउस फॉर भिक्षा एंड आई एम सिटिंग देयर एंड पीपल कम एंड से नाउ दैट यू आर हियर लेट मी आस्क यू दिस क्वेश्चन आई सेड नो डोंट आई एम हैप्पी विदाउट दैट यू शुड बी हैप्पी विदाउट इट जस्ट बिकॉज़ आई एम हियर डोंट आस्क मी क्वेश्चंस देयर हैज टू बी अ टाइम देयर हैज टू बी अ सीक्वेंस ऑफ uh congenial environment many times it has happened you know people serve food and during food they have these questions in one place i said you know what i'll wait you ask questions i'll answer them first no 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 please continue i said how can i continue when you are asking a very serious question which needs a serious disposition either i can enjoy that food or i can enjoy answering your question and it seems very awkward to have a conversation with a mouthful of the paramatma is it doesn't sound right or when the guru just has woken up or is going into the bathroom to take a shower sorry a question for you there has to be a congenial environment so the shishya must have been given a lot of prerequisites that the shishya has to contemplate on <clears throat> like many of you have been introduced to the five s's what are the five s's sadhana seva swadhyaya satsang swarup nishtha that's why we say we stand as a family together when you put the answers we make it to 
in different proportions of these five s's a basic stability is created these five s's are not you know for somebody who is uh, reached to a level wherein the next thing is realization for them these five s's are not required like when the baby is trying to walk you give them that uh, with the three wheels what do you call it no no tricycle is when you walker huh? a full circle at the end of the age also you start walking with those it's also called a walker now how long does that kid have to hold on to it now the kid can run uh have you seen the semi finals of uh, the 100 meter or 200 meter with usain bolt there was a canadian guy and he he takes the lead and then the canadian guy it seems the dialogue that happened was while they were running hey chill man it is just semi finals then he looks at him laughs and slows down and they both almost come to the finishing line when somebody has equipped to be the fastest man doesn't need to carry the walker along just on a rainy day you know sometimes if i ever have to use it is just to the initial phase wherein you are lifted to that realm of stability from where you can contemplate into the unknown and this student must have had the introduction to such processes and having thus practiced diligently over a period of time and done enough contemplation now that student is asking this question kena ishitam patati preshitam manaha kena ishitam ishitam willed by whom kena means by whom ishitam willed willed by whom patati preshitam manaha this mind functions in the field of its work what does the mind do it has different kinds of thoughts and it indulges in those thoughts where do these thoughts start from who wills these thoughts why do the thoughts even erupt should they be erupting who gives them the permission to move <clears throat> फंक्शन इन इट्स फील्ड देर आर टू फेजेस इन विच दिस माइंड फंक्शन ड्यूरिंग द वेकिंग एंड ड्यूरिंग द ड्रीम स्टेट 
in the waking state at least i can say that it was me who consciously willed those thoughts at least we should be able to though we live lot of unconscious living we are supposed to be in control of at least the waking world who wills these thoughts to move during the dream i am not there many times i wake up i don't even know what the dream was there was something disturbing but i don't know what it was very recently there was this amma who asked me swamiji today's dream i want to talk to you about it and she came and after saying that she was very disturbed and it was uh, overwhelming i said what are the details of the dream says, i don't remember i first of all it is a dream no but it was very scary i came to you to understand what could it be that could have scared me so much i asked her sometimes when required your children can you scare them said oh yeah your husband oh yeah i said at least in the dream stop looking at yourself in the mirror so i am serious as it i am also serious it's after all a dream how does it matter it is not something which is extending into your waking world forget it and move forward i don't even remember what was the dream and now i am disturbed because i don't remember that which disturbed me what is it that on whose command that the mind functions the thoughts have a different direction each one of us listening is processing this in a totally different dimension aren't we when we look at your notes <clears throat> once in a while when we have the tests and uh, that test it's the most painful process okay not you giving the test me having to correct that answer sheets and i'm looking at those answers and i think where in heaven have i spoken such things did i speak such things they got nothing to do with what i have asked each one of us processes it differently who is commanding it in what direction do i think in the given different situations who decides who channelizes that mind into that direction when you see a nice beautiful sunset oh yeah okay 
to stand there and cherish that sunset. There's an inside joke happening. It's not even from the Yup course, it is happening from the Mahasamadhi camp. Thanks to the Bellaris. There are some who would refuse to come watch that sunset. Why? There could be snake there. I think a couple of you saw that, right? While coming back from sunset. Oh my gosh, there can be a snake, no sunset. Minds are processing it differently. And there are some who want to capture it and post it on Facebook. Yeah, story of my life. <laughs> At any given situation, how should I act, react, respond to that situation based on the external stimulus that has been given? Some want to jump in and catch that entire event by its horns. There are some who would say, unnecessary responsibility, let me take the side road. Some would just stand there stupefied, shocked. At any given circumstances, what is it that commands my mind? Kena ishitam patati preshitam manaha. That it falls into different categories, different channelizations. How does this happen? Who, who is it that is pushing that mind to move into different directions? Kena pranaha prathamaha praiti yuktaha. We all breathe, don't we? At this point, because I have asked that question, you have become conscious of your breathing. For the rest of the time, are we even conscious of our own breathing? It happens, thankfully. Even if we forget, it goes in and out. Who is it that is ordaining that breath to go in and out? See, when the lungs start failing, when they are to be put on the ventilator system. How many of you have seen a ventilator system? Oh yeah, all the doctors should raise their hands. Pre-med, raise their hands. It's a huge setup. It takes that much of setup to keep that breath going in and out. In normal conditions, without that setup, the breath is happening. The inhalation and exhalation is happening. On whose command is it happening? <coughs> In Tattva Bodha, I was trying to explain that the purpose of nostrils for the longest time that I thought was to put glasses on. 
that it provides a nice bridge where the glasses can land other than that i found no other i mean in his construction in his manufacture he could have just put two holes done now he provided an extension and it is downward if you analyze your breath pattern at any given point of time one nostril is functioning more dominantly than the other one right can check right now oh you are already checking which one was functioning more dominantly because the environment here is little colder and the body has to generate heat and it happens naturally when the ida the right nostrils is open the left is blocked and the air going in and out creates that heat and when the heat system on the outside is hot then you will find that your right nostrils is blocked and the pingala the left nostrils is open and you are breathing in and out which creates cold when if your eyes are popping out because in the 24 gurus there is pingala it is not just the first time that that word has been named pingala means red pingala also means uh, the greatest mathematician who gave us uh, even before pythagoras he was the first one to write a commentary on the theorem of uh, right angles of how to identify someone's when something's height based on the right angle <clears throat> the various things attributed his name was also pingala in the 24 gurus you find that lady also named as pingala so that is not the only place where you find pingala oh acha so this nostril this side is called ida that side is called pingala and the pingala is the one which regulates the body to bring it back to cold when the outside environment is hot and that is what triggers sweat so that the system cools down it seems to happen so automated who is commanding it that when my thoughts are getting agitated my breath is also getting agitated and it is also fast who is pumping it that fast how is it happening it automated i throw so much of food into the bottomless pit called stomach and once gurudev had colorful medicines on his palm a handful of them and it took at least a glass and a half of water 
to pop all these one by one. And before popping them up, <coughs> his comment was, he was showing it to the kids and saying, these are my gems. Like you have M&Ms here. In India, they're called Cadbury's gems. So he was showing and said, these are my gems. My stomach must be more intelligent than my head because I throw all of this into my stomach and it knows where to send what medicine to. Everything goes into that same baseline. And from there, it gets pumped. Who is digesting this food? Who is pumping that heart? Those of you who are studying medicine, have you gone through how the heart functions? Amazing piece. That it has an electric system, that it generates that spark, that the valve opens and closes, and it gets regulated according to what you are doing at what time. Sometimes when you are you know, doing some hard work, and it has to pump faster, and it regulates itself, who is ordaining all this? Is it just by mistake? And sometimes it is of a serious note when somebody complains and says that my father or my grandfather or somebody in the relation has never touched alcohol, never had smoking, never uh, you know ate anything other than vegetarian. In fact, it is very surprising to see that when they say the the best diet is the Indian diet and where you have all these things that they ask, we have been eating it all our life and now it is fourth stage lymphoma. When things function in its, any part of our body, when they function seamlessly, we don't even recognize as simple as common cold and your nose gets blocked and you're trying to breathe through your mouth and it's all suffocating it's quite irritating pratyaksha pramana who is it that keeps all these organs of action performing their Continuously, meticulously. Kena prathama praiti yuktaha. What makes it move? Keneshitam vacham imam vadanti. On whose command does the speech bring out these sounds? which seem to have meaningful end to these sounds. And sometimes when you are listening to or you know a couple of languages, what is in one language meaning very something serious on the other language, it can mean something very hilarious. Like in Malayalam, cooked rice is called chor. In Hindi, chor means a thief. I mean, these are hilarious, and there are some which are, uh, we don't even want to go there. 
I think it is in Swahili or some other African language where Ashanti means the emperor or empress. And in Sanskritam, Ashanti means disturbance, restlessness. May you are when Bombay people speak, they have half English, half Hindi. Sanjay, so may your uh, you know suffer be bahut acha. <laughs> suffer there means a Hindi suffer, which means journey. But in English, suffer means, we know what it means. May your suffering be good. And these kids, when they grow up in environments where they can pick different kinds of accents, different kinds of languages, man, how quickly they change. Why go anywhere when you guys talk to me? Samji, where is this? And there's that Indian accentness that just comes out when you guys talk to each other. After paying keen attention, I understand 10% of it. Don't you change your accents the way you speak? You're speaking English. Who is commanding that? To use speech in such an incredible way and then have the ability to modulate it to bring out music. I haven't figured out how to enjoy opera yet. But the nuances that they bring, whether it is in Karnataka or Hindustani or Western classical, it's quite soul stirring. If you want to try the experiment, listen to a raga called Todi. It, it does something to your internal that you become very uh, withdrawn or listen to a raga called Shivaranjani. All sad songs are in that raga only. Or some, you know, beautiful soul stirring or uplifting ones, Bhup, Bhupali. You suddenly feel you know, cheered up. That not only does the word have a meaning, but the way you say it and how you modulate it, it can have an impact. There's one famous in the Hindustani music, which is called Megh Malhar. 
when tansen ji used to sing that it was known that if he ever sang that there would be rains unseasonal rains torrential rains and he would sing that for about 3 4 hours and he would have rains with such kind of an impact who is it that is willing who is it that is commanding them a different situations what is the most appropriate word with whatever common sense or whatever wisdom at that moment that we have we pick that when we have when we want to bring rage in the other person don't we use pick and choose what word that we have to choose to rub them in the direction when we want to hurt someone when we want to please someone and we understand that right from small age the kid comes and say mommy i love you mommy knows kya chahiye nothing just like that and then sits there actually i was thinking aha uh -huh. who chooses that where does that who is it that is commanding my speech imam chakshuhu how keenly i see how keenly i observe it will be sitting right in front of your eyes but you will be searching for it all over the place those of you who have glasses or wear them how many times have you searched for them while it was there on your nose has it happened na and those of you who wear has happened i know if it is not there it is quite visible irony in it right it is quite visible that it is not there with the keenness of observation as to you know what color it is what what it could taste if it is that color or if it is that shape what could it it be my inferences are pretty much you know bullseye when you know someone very well and you look at their face can't you tell if they are happy sad or confused you can by seeing by observing who is it that enables my eye to see such keen observations shrotram the ears are open and there's so much of sounds coming from all different directions from all those sounds to find that which is pertinent that which is important that which is necessary at this given point of time and pay attention to that alone 
there was once a great uh, engineer by profession it was pre independence and he survived through to become one of the key pers key persons as an engineer even after independence his name was vishveshwaraya mokshagundam vishveshwaraya if you go to bangalore the science museum is named after him <clears throat> there are so many stories that they talk about him he was in a train and suddenly he pulled the stopping chain in emergencies you are allowed to pull he pulled it middle of the night so the train drivers and the ticket whatever the officials that were there on that board they all found you can see which bogey that train was pulled they came and stopped at him and said who pulled this chain so he got up said i pulled it sir said, why did you pull said fourth bogey from here in the back i think there is some disturbance between the chain that it is going to break they laughed at him said i'll come with you i can show you pinpoint exactly where it is going to happen and it is going to go on to a higher terrain and if it snaps it's going to fall so they they went checked and the metal was had a crack in it and they were shocked they said how in heaven did you know that fourth bogey the, the chain link that was connecting the metal was going to break it had not yet broken it would have broken they said i was sleeping listening to the sound of the train almost every coach was you know, when when you are in the train it has its own sound of everything that is moving it's moving in a little sync every coach here had a certain sound except starting from the fourth one and then i started paying keen attention to what part or what sound was creating that unrhythmic pattern and then i realized that it was sleeping in middle of night observing the sound there are millions of cars out there on the road if you have a dog your dog knows when your car has approached the driveway doesn't it not just the dog even that little kid in the house knows when exactly to stop all kinds of mischief because he has heard the car come pull into the driveway don't you guys know your parents car sounds who is given that kind of a sharpness to that hearing and who commands that ears so all these things function and we brag about the utility of it as how well we can use it the whole of olympics is about that right how you have mastered a certain skill of certain aspect of this body and how you can 
beat the best of the best. But who is it whose presence enables these things to function? Kau Devo Yunakti. Who is it that divine who enables each one of these to function in their individual fields seamlessly? And the Guru liked the question. <clears throat> I've said this in Kathopanishad and then I'll say it here also. That as much as we find it a blessing to find a good teacher who can explain things in our terms. From the teacher's perspective too, the teacher considers it as a great blessing to find that student who asks that which is well-researched. It's not just because I can speak or I can, uh, I have little confusion, I cannot sort it out, I ask. I've tried evaluating it from different perspectives. Not being able to identify that, I have come with this question. That sincerity is seen when the question is asked. When people ask questions like, you know, when I open the forum for question answers, I usually don't. But when I do open, there are people who ask questions like, I've asked this question to this person, that person, these many people I have asked. Nobody has ever given me a correct answer. If they start with this note, before even they can ask the question, I tell them very, you know, humbly that, sir, madam, I don't think I know the answer for that question. But I haven't even asked. I don't need to know that question. Why? If all those names that they are talking about, if they cannot give you an answer, I definitely am not that qualified better than them to give you an answer. Because those people are in love with their question and are not ready for answers. They carry it as a trophy that this is one question that nobody ever can answer. I know of only one such question which can never be answered. Are you asleep? If you are asleep, can you answer? If you answer, it means that you are not asleep. But these people are not ready for an answer. They are so much in love with their question. See, how we ask a question also shows how prepared we have come with our research, with our input, with our various aspects that we have gone through it sincerely. And that sincerity has to reflect in that question. Bait hai, bait hai, thak gaye. Mil gaya ek swami. 
पूछो क्वेश्चन यू हैव योर अंत्याक्षरी राइट हाउ डू यू स्टार्ट दैट अंत्याक्षरी बैठे बैठे तक गए करना था कुछ काम सिटिंग सिटिंग आई वॉज टायर्ड आई लिटरली ट्रांसलेटेड इट हैड टू डू सम वर्क देर वो स्टार्टेड स्टूपिडिटी कॉल अंत्याक्षरी टेकिंग द लॉर्ड नेम then there are those people who ask questions but the question there is no question there there is just a statement of fact and they want everybody there to recognize that i also know this as a fact and they try to portray it as a question they said what you said i agree with it but where is your question oh i just wanted to say that question answer matlab opinion batana nahi hota keep your opinions to yourself and it is said clearly that it is question answers you ask questions and you get the answers no i just felt like saying it the the entire purpose of that forum is misunderstood now you rewind and recollect all the memories from yup course when the questions were being asked then there are those questions which are asked for just data gathering i have heard this from that i have heard that from this uh, i would like to find your angle of it why this person's intensity and sincerity in that question is that i have heard everything i have done my analysis as much as i could afford to do it i have come to this standpoint that all these things function but there is something which is enabling them to function who is it that gives them the permission to function in their fields what is it kena because a dead body cannot have these kinds of responses people are all crying there and then suddenly the dead body says hey bahut rona ho gaya chai la re suddenly gets up and says you know i have been lying here for a while i i think i deserve some tea hot tea everybody else will get freaked out there or you are all surrounding me so there is not even good air coming hey hut hawa aane de let there be air no nothing of that system any more functions what is it that is enlivening whether you believe in god or not when somebody dies that which you were attached to the shape and the form is right there in front of you so what is it in invariably across the globe whatever religion whatever belief system that you have don't we say he left us 
what was that 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 which was enlivening what is it so the guru also loves this and talks to that shishya in that shishya's own language that's the beauty of this answer here please repeat after me shrotrasya shrotram tell page number baba okay 63 everybody on the same page shrotrasya shrotram manaso manoyat vacho havacham sau pranasya pranah चक्षुषश्चक्षु अति मुच्यधीरा प्रेतस्मोकामृता शाशाशाते हरि ओं श्रीगुरभ्यो नम हरि ओ